Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, it's Natalia, and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today we have my bestie, Megan. It's about time <laughs> I have you on here. I've literally been waiting so long to have you on but i was like i just want to wait till i'm in the studio till we're in person and now here we are it's it's pretty legit i will it's say pretty legit it's pretty legit happy yeah. to be here <laughs> i am so happy that you're here um how are you doing today you know we went to hairstyles last night yes we did we're <laughs> wearing my one direction merch i love to see in it honor. so you know we're a little sleepy but still we're pulling through we're pulling through yeah it was quite the night yeah but we didn't lose our voices so that i know that's a win yeah that, that is, is a win. win in my book it is yeah okay well anyway for those who don't know you um you know give us a little background on yourself a little bio if you will okay <laughs> um i am a sustainability influencer creator educator whatever term All you want to use um i've been doing this for like 10 years but like seriously two years yeah. um going into my third year i guess now doing this full-time on Instagram and TikTok, and I have a website, a YouTube coming along. Yes, YouTube era! <laughs> Natalia's convinced me. Yes. Um, yeah, and I talk about, like, sustainable living, sustainable fashion, and my whole approach to it is doing things imperfectly, striving for progress and not perfection. There's no perfect sustainability anything there's no perfect True. sustainable lifestyle there's no perfect sustainable outfit um so kind of diving into the nuances of that and just mm -hmm. encouraging people to like do your best and advocate for the rest and that was beautifully worded yeah, thank you i love that little rhyme and everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay so obviously you know gotta ask how did you get into everything i mean starting on the fashion side of things because you know you had your little blog your little blogger oh, yeah. moment oh, yeah. um and then that transitioned into like sustainability so yeah, yeah so i started my fashion blog in 2012 which like is crazy so long ago i was a freshman in high school insane and i went to this summer camp which i feel like this says a lot about me as a person <laughs> um the business of fashion y you would <laughs> summer camp in manhattan i would like take the train into the city and we heard from all these different people that worked in the fashion industry but on the business side so like buyers merchandisers um people in finance like all these kinds of people and we had bloggers come and speak to us the wanderlust girls i think they still exist yes so yeah they came and spoke to us wow and they said that they got free clothes <laughs> because they had a blog and i was like say less <laughs> like i i guess i'm starting a blog um so that's what i did and i started a little like wordpress fashion blog and I didn't tell anybody about it for like a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first year that I had That's it, it was just goes. secret. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of pictures just like most definitely illegally pulled from Pinterest. <laughs> and like, these are the trends and like, this mm -hmm. is what's on my wish list. And fashion is so fun. Um, and then I started kind of documenting my outfits a little bit. I did go to a school that had a uniform in high school. So we Tragic. would have dress down days is what we called them. I think once a month. Oh. You had to pay like five dollars to, to wear pay? regular clothes. <laughs> but what I, the heck? but I being a fashion girl, I was like, this is my opportunity to like wear Facts. something cute mm -hmm. and prove that like I have style. 
Duh. Um, <laughs> so I would have my little brother take pictures of my outfits, um, like on this, not even a phone, like a little digital camera. Cute. Um, and I would upload them. I think for a while I didn't, I like, cropped my head out of it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just because I didn't want people to know about it. Um, and I loved it. I was like having a really good time and decided to like tell my parents about it. Like I have this yep. blog and this is what I'm doing. Um, and they just really encouraged me to keep going for it. So continued to do a lot of just like total fashion focused stuff. All of it was about fast fashion at the time. I was my tagline. Yeah, I think we we all did. And yeah. at that time, like in my head, especially in that like magazine era, where yeah. like, you're reading Seventeen and Teen Vogue and like yeah. all these magazines all the time, style was trends. Oh yeah, like personal style was not talked yeah, about. No, no. Um, and I thought that that's what fashion being fashionable equaled, like having yeah. all the trendy items. Um. So I think my tagline at the time was like, fashion on a babysitter, babysitter's budget. I love that. <laughs> I, it would just be like fast fashion. Yeah. Um, because that's all I could afford at the time. I right. Overbuying. And that's another issue we can get into. You and me both. But um, that that's what it was all about. And I did end up getting free clothes. I think my first brand partner was Wet Seal. <gasps> really? Yeah. And I could just like pick free clothes. And it was the most thrilling experience of my entire yeah. life. I was like yeah, I want to do this for a really long time. So I kept it up pretty seriously through high school, um, used it in my like college essay to show that I would be a good business student. I'm I like, love look, that. I look at my analytics and like, these are all yes. the brands I've worked with, all free at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get to college. My plan is to study business mm-hmm. and maybe do marketing. I think my dream job at the time was like, social media for H&M. Wow, we've come a long way. Things have changed. <laughs> but it was my first semester. I went to USC. My first semester, we had a required freshman writing class that like everybody had to take, mm-hmm. um, writing 150. And I picked the one that fit in my schedule and the, the professor that had the least bad <laughs> reviews. <laughs> and the first paper I ever had to write in college was issues with sustainability in the industry that you want to work in. That's wild. Like literally first paper. crazy and and if i hadn't taken that class like who knows where i'd right. be but i had to write that paper and somebody in my class recommended i watch the true cost which i think is a lot of people's Classic. introduction into sustainability in fashion and yeah. ethics in fashion and i joke that i like never stopped writing that paper <laughs> because i just like it was shocking to me mm-hmm. and i loved my blog and it was something i was continuing for four years at that point right. I was like I'm good this is really important to me and I love it uh, but at the same time I was like knowing this information how can I continue to yeah be like yeah I go to the mall every weekend and like these are the trends and right um so that was kind of the beginning of my sustainable fashion sustainability journey in general and it's just been quite the process since it's always then. a process yeah yeah but that's that's kind of how I got got into this so fashion was my first love and sustainability came in in the middle Mm -hmm. um but I still like will always love fashion I'm not like the Mm -hmm. type of sustainable fashion person that's like you can't buy any new clothes ever and you have to wear the same thing every single day and you have a uniform or like you can only wear not like a capsule closet kind of gal literally I could never no I could never um so that's why 
like it, I went through phases of thinking that that's what I had to do or yeah. had to wear to like call myself sustainable. Right. Um, and that's why I think I focus so much of my time on being like, look, it looks different for everybody. It does. Fashion's supposed to be fun. It's such an individual thing to express the way you feel and like just right. all of that. Why would you limit yourself based on some like arbitrary idea of what sustainable looks like? Exactly. That was beautifully worded. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. What were some of like the first things that like shocked you about the fashion industry when you started going into like the sustainable aspect of it? Um, I think the first thing that was really shocking was when I was watching the True Cost, just mm -hmm. like seeing the conditions in which the clothes were made. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And it's, I mean, I think what something that fast fashion does really well is separate the process of making the clothing from what they're selling to you like yeah. if you pick up a shirt in a fast fashion store you're not like oh my gosh what's the story behind this like right. how is this made what's it made of you're just looking at it and you're like oh five dollars yeah right so seeing all of the women like hand stitching embroidery into a little like baby t-shirt that's going to be sold for three dollars right it was shocking and i i just like felt like nauseous i guess is like the best way to describe it i just was like it was icky yeah um and it made me think so much more about what goes into making clothes um i at that point had gone to like sewing camp in middle school <laughs> where i made like a box dress yep with ties on the a shoulder. classic a classic in this hideous polka dot <laughs> pattern fabric i it was horrible but i it took me weeks to learn how to like press the presser foot so that i wouldn't <laughs> like speed yeah. off into the sunset or that it would go faster than like one stitch at a time right so i had a little bit of an idea of what went into sewing yeah but like you think about a pair of jeans like, i don't even want to think about making a pair of no, jeans no but just looking at it like the yeah, zippers and so all much. the little like like the all pockets the hardware and everything and all the seams like yeah. My little box dress, the seams looked hideous on the inside, but you're not looking at them. Like, but right. you are looking at the inside seams of all the things that you buy um, when you put yeah. them on and when you wash them. So I think that was the first thing that was really shocking. And yeah. then also just the waste. Like, I think there was one of those classic pictures of just like a landfill full of clothes. Right. And it's like, it's like, how do you even oh, go from there? Yeah. 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 No, me too. I think with the whole like the making of the clothing i've always found it really interesting because i've sewed for so long and like i know how much goes into sewing but i never like like correlated it yeah and because i just assumed like other oh, professionals they probably do it faster than i do but it's like no they're like, also they're probably your age yeah too. or they're even so younger young. yeah yeah but i've also also like found it fascinating that like we know that sweatshops are a thing and you grow up knowing that yeah but you just like i guess are taught that that's the norm so you don't ever get taught to think otherwise that it could be the other way around. So I'm like, you're just naturally like, oh, yeah, this was made in China in a sweatshop. Yeah. But you don't like think about like, oh, that's a human behind that. Uh huh. Like, why are we conditioned for that? I blows my mind. As I think with a lot of things, even like in the service industry. Yeah. Like you think about the food that's being put on your table and like mm -hmm. how fast your drink is coming out. Right. You're not necessarily thinking about the servers and Literally. the people that are cooking the food and everything that goes on behind the scenes. So I think that's also something that I just loved about sustainable fashion was yeah. 
there's always a story right behind everything like i could speak for like an, a whole hour about my outfit and where everything comes from and like how i decided to buy it and if it was secondhand and where i got it and how much it was yeah because i love those stories mm -hmm. and so finding those brands at the beginning of my sustainable fashion journey that were like we work with this specific farm in india to grow regenerative cotton mm -hmm. and this is what that means and this is how we like hand stamp the fabric and this is why it's $300. Right. Like it was still shocking totally. to see how expensive that was. But I was like, oh, like it makes sense. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I think, well, I think it also over time now I'm starting to like not be so shocked by the prices anymore. I'm like $300. Yeah, that's yeah. legit. And Especially like, when you make your own stuff. Yeah. I mean, I sell things for that amount yeah, of money do. and I'm like, <laughs> I should be get paid more. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. But it does just take time, though, to, like, switch the mindset coming from, like, fast fashion of buying things at, like, two bucks. I literally once got a shirt at Aeropostale when I was in middle school for 99 cents. Yeah. Like, that, that like, just does not make sense. Like, the dollar tanks and the dollar tees at yeah. Forever 21. I'm like, like, how did you even pay for the, the material, the labor cost? Like, there's no way. It's just shipping. Like, it's not it's made yeah. in the U.S. Literally. I mean, I'm, I'm like... A supply chain girl now so that's what i studied in grad school yes <laughs> and that like there's so much that goes into just gathering the materials and mm -hmm. the finishings and the packaging all into one place to be put together and then yeah. shipped out to a distribution center which goes to a store which goes to your front door like there's yeah so much that goes into it how can you possibly sell something for one dollar it makes no sense to me it blows my mind um yeah speaking of supply chain i feel like we should get into that because that is obviously your expertise mm -hmm. um i don't know much but what i do know is that in the fashion industry the supply chain is so big and so expansive that i don't think anybody even knows how to keep track of it even within no. their own brand correct yeah 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 <laughs> um and i think that's what drew me to supply chains in the beginning well mm -hmm. first of all <laughs> i after I started this whole sustainability, like I need to do something sustainable in fashion, mm -hmm. I knew marketing wasn't like the best fit anymore. Cause yeah. I was like, can toe the line into greenwashing. Like people could just mm -hmm. say whatever, but how do we like actually make fashion sustainable? So I Googled, uh, not Googled, looked in the course catalog <laughs> of USC classes and just searched the term sustainability. And there was one class. Mm -hmm. It's called sustainable supply chains. And I was like, huh, what's a supply chain? Googled it and was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> seems practical. Like, I think I'll do that. And that's, that's how funny. I decided to study <laughs> supply chains in, in I grad school. Know that. Um, yeah. And it's, I think what really drew me to supply chains is that there's so much room for improvement. Yeah. And there are so many areas that can be impacted or that have an impact on people or the planet yes um i mean i started this before i started my master's program before covid right i feel like during the pandemic people started to get an idea of what a supply chain was yeah before that nobody had really heard of it no um but my favorite way of describing it is like from um concept to consumer so it's after somebody designs something mm -hmm. The next step after just the like concept is yeah. getting the materials, deciding where you're going to make it, how mm -hmm. much you're going to make, uh, how, where you're going to ship it, 
what the packaging materials are what you're going to do with the waste yeah are you going to fly it overseas are you going to put it on a boat that takes three months to get to the u.s uh Mm -hmm. are you gonna like overnight ship it to somebody's front door are you only gonna have it in a store that those are all the things that you think about with supply chains and fashion right um and when you think about that there's so many sustainability areas and ethics issues like there's so many just people that are involved too many and resources yes and so it's it's important and there's a lot of room for change but Mm -hmm. it's also really hard to track like fashion such a global industry yeah um and that's why it's also a hard industry to regulate because like if a company is based in the u.s but none of their stuff is made here you can't regulate that yeah or if a company is based in the uk and like we have stores here right what can we say like you you can't sell here right that's not gonna work very well no yeah so supply chains are complicated very much so i just like think about even just like the shipping of like one place to another from like the growing the cotton probably in india to like shipping it elsewhere to be like making the fabric and then like even just that in itself i'm like mm, wow yeah and that's not even like off cuts of the fabric which i feel like are not talked about enough but no. off cuts are like my favorite thing i'm like there's How so do you... there's so much i'm like that's so much fabric that could be used yeah. it kills me well, because if you've never visited, and that's another thing that I love about like having a better idea of what the process of making clothes mm-hmm. is like, which we don't get as like an average no, but fashion I think person. Everybody should learn how to sew. I think so too, because you're going to have all this, these little fabric scraps that are like a teeny weird little triangle. <laughs> yes. And it's like, what, are you, what right. do you just throw it away? And then you think about that on a larger scale. Like yeah. What happens in manufacturing Places where they just stack like Literally. feet of fabric on top of it each and like other laser and, like, cut it, <laughs> laser cut it, and insane. All... Yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time. I'm like, if I could just take people's offcuts, I could do so much. Yeah, but they usually just get thrown away. Yeah, it's tragic. But you know, we're doing our best. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing our best. It's this is where I think I, I get overwhelmed Me too. with like all of the problems that yeah. there are um and like this is where i try to lean more into my like imperfect individual environmentalism like yeah. i do my best i shop secondhand right. i shop mindfully i support sustainable brands when i can mm-hmm. do my best to like nicely poke my friends in the yeah. side that still shop fast fashion on a regular basis Same. maybe not so nice yeah i was like i don't do it very yeah, nicely no. but but like i i do my i do the best that i can yeah and it it's not my responsibility, even though I'm aware of all these issues that are happening in the industry. Yeah. It's not my responsibility to fix it. Right. It doesn't feel great always. No. Um, and I'm trying to get more involved in like policy, like yeah. the Fashion Act out of right. New York, the Fabric Act, which is like in mm-hmm. Congress at the moment. Um, the Garment Worker Protection Act was a big thing in California. Yeah. Like that to me feels like really impactful mm-hmm. i don't know anything about writing laws i don't know anything about the legislative process i don't either you tell me what you're trying to pass and i will support it. Yeah, yeah exactly um so you don't yeah it when i talk about all these issues i get very <laughs> flustered and i'm like oh there's no, so much more yeah. that we could be doing and i'm sure you feel that too as oh, a brand absolutely. as a brand half the time i'm like i shouldn't even be making new clothes i feel yeah. guilty even just like 
even buying dead stock fabric which is literally leftover fabric that would have been thrown away anyway i'm like why am i making more clothes when there's so much secondhand and like i buy everything secondhand too i like yeah. never shop new so then i'm out here promoting like per promoting that like you go out and buy something new and i'm like no but also at the same time it's like you should be able to enjoy life and enjoy like the things that bring you joy and i feel like that's such a hard like balance to have because like fashion brings me joy brings a lot of people joy to like yeah dress up and like not wear the same outfit 24 7 and like you know do fun things like that but then if you think about it too much it just gets so overwhelming yeah i think the same with like the beginning of my sustainability journey mm-hmm. the only like people i had to look up to i guess at that moment were like the trash jars you're a waste vegans yeah that's what that i wore like with too. all earth toned linen clothing yeah i'm like that's not my vibe and had like beautiful pantries with matching mason jars and i was like yeah. i'm living in a dorm <laughs> yeah me living <laughs> like, in new york i was like this the is not across the country from where i grew up like yep. <laughs> i can't do this no. and also like i don't want to do that yeah um so i just completely wrote it off i was like well obviously i can't be like that i don't really want to be like that right so it's not for me like i just can't do it and i gave up Mm -hmm. and i think that's something really dangerous on like an individual level i agree um which is why we have to focus so much on the just doing the best that you can right if your best is shopping secondhand but shopping like a little like a lot (laughs) secondhand like having a lot of clothes but if that's something that totally brings you joy right do it see what other areas of your life you can have a little bit less of an impact like i get an iced tea mm-hmm. every single day yeah That's, i was on my way to get an iced tea when natalia told me i was running late um like yeah. i that brings me joy i right. love shopping i will walk around the thrift store for hours and mm-hmm. buy clothes that i probably don't need but it's i love it yeah and we life is about joy it is you should enjoy your life you're not just like put on this earth to I don't know, be depressed about all the issues. Yeah. And it's not like you buying clothes secondhand or like too many clothes new or Mm -hmm. me having too many iced teas that's like warming the planet. (laughs) Right. One degree Celsius. Right. Every time we do that, like it's it's much bigger. It is. And so when you can just, you know, say these are I don't have like high expectations of myself. Like this is what I can do. I'm going to stick to it do my best mm-hmm. and try to get brands big the big brands to do better right yeah it's always the big brands always, big brands. always circle back to them but I, I also feel like people are a lot harder on the small brands they are I'm curious I feel to like... hear your thoughts on that because yeah you I guys are like often get... the ones that are trying yeah I most. get so much shit for things and I'm like I'm literally a single human being yeah running this entire business by myself and people be like I don't know, saying things about like I use dead stock. So sometimes dead stock is polyester yeah. or like is something not sustainable, quote unquote. But it's like it's dead stock. So it's secondhand, whatever. Um, and people will be like, well, that's not very sustainable because that's polyester. I'm like, well, I'd rather use something that's already made than take up like a bunch of resources to grow <laughs> cotton and new. like, you know, make something new. Even if it is a sustainable fabric, I'm like, there's no perfect solution. Yeah. I'm like, I actually I prefer using dead stock than like using organic cotton or something new yeah i just we don't need anything more new yeah you know and there are brands out there that just use the new stuff like yeah everybody exactly. has different approaches to it yeah and you can find what aligns with your values 
But yeah, sustainable fashion is so complicated. It I is. do a lot of these like Instagram posts where I like point to the different things in my outfit and like talk about why it's sustainable. Yeah, I love those. Because it it's important. It's important. Like these jeans, Levi's, like they're having a lot of ethical issues. Yeah, with, they are. With their manufacturing. <laughs> they're it's like a stretch denim. Right. Is it the most sustainably made? No. No. But I got them secondhand yeah. and I wear them all the like, time. Twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally wear them all the time. Yeah. It's by far the best purchase I've made. I yeah. think I only got them last year and I like truly wear them all the time. No, I agree. That is a sustainable purchase. Right. That's what I always tell, even like to my friends that shop fast fashion. I'm like, I don't care if you shop at Zara, but if you find like the most perfect pair of pants that fit you so perfectly and like you're going to wear them all the time, buy them at Zara. Yeah. I don't care. Because it's more sustainable than yeah. buying a whole bunch of like sustainably made stuff that exactly. doesn't quite fit right. And you're like, uh, it's fine. Or like going yeah. to a thrift store and trying buying like nine, ten different pairs of pants and like right. trying to fix it up. Like, yeah. no. no, the most sustainable clothing is what you'll actually wear. Yes. If, if that means buying something from a fast fashion brand, I will like turn. I know. Turn just blind that. Listen. Plug my ears. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you're gonna wear it a lot and you're right. gonna commit to following the care instructions and not shrinking it when you wash it for the first time, <laughs> right. and if a button falls off, sewing it back on. Like, yeah, that's a sustainable purchase decision. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, uh, yeah, for me, looking into my closet, I've been doing a lot of closet audits lately. You've inspired that. Yeah. Um, but I have so many pieces that I just haven't grown since middle school. So anything, <laughs> everything still fits me. Um, but I have so many pieces at RFS fashion, like stuff, probably from forever 21 that I've had for over 10 years that I still wear consistently to this day. And I'm like, that's probably more sustainable than this dress that I got secondhand on Poshmark yeah. because I've worn it so many times over the past 10 years. And as long as I don't grow anymore, I will keep wearing them. Yes. <laughs> as you should. Yeah. It's like my favorite bikini is Shein from the thrift store. No, I was like, Megan, <laughs> no. That's funny. No. But yeah, and it, yeah. people are like, oh my gosh, where'd you get your swimsuit? And I'm like, don't That's ask when you me. have to be like, I got it secondhand. Like, I thrifted yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to it. say the brand. Yeah. But then they're always asking, like, oh, but what does the tag say? I'm so like, I can't read. Yeah. All of a sudden, I am, it's, I can't. It's gone. Yeah. What are words? <laughs> but it's, it's interesting how people will still have strange reactions to that. Like, I oh know. my gosh. You bought Shein at the thrift store? Like, you have Shein in your closet? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's... I know, but like, it is it, secondhand. It's it fine. Is, yeah, like, like it's I, better yeah. than going to the landfill. Right. Which is, like, probably where it was headed. I know. It's an issue because I have that issue whenever I see Shein. I, like, I don't want to buy it because yeah. that feels wrong to yeah. me, even though I know it's not wrong because it's, at, like, Goodwill or something. But, like, yeah. like it just feels feels like i'm betraying myself yeah but i also used to be that way with like forever 21 and h and i guess those yeah. were like the big yeah those were bigger back, brands yeah. when i was growing up me too um so i used to like totally get the ick when i would see them at the thrift store and be like mm -hmm. absolutely not yeah but some of my most worn stuff is from those out oh, brands same like maybe not the most high quality stuff but a basic yeah like little white button down shirt right does the trick yeah does the job yeah as long as you take care of it and nobody can see what brand it is yeah like i know it really is not that deep i think that's also like kind of residual like mind fucking that i have yeah. from all the fashion magazines like yeah these are the brands to shop at and like the big logos like abercrombie right. was huge oh my when God, i was in yeah. middle school yeah like the logo across your chest and yeah. like that's just what it, it was all look like 
Hollister, Airpost, all of them. Yeah. We're just straight up the name of the store. Yeah. And that's it. And I also feel like our first gut reaction to somebody being like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. Mm -hmm. It's for you to say, oh, "Oh, here's where it's from. Yeah. But then I'm like, but do we need to be? Oh, no. Thank you. Like, I love it. Girl boss, (laughs) gaslight gatekeep. Yes. Yeah, not actually. You can tell people. Where or it's like from, but... launch into a whole twenty-minute story. Like this jacket, I got it at <laughs> Let me tell you. Post in twenty sixteen for twenty dollars at the stand. When you go in to the right yep. and then to the right again, and it's the best thing in the whole world. And there's somebody's yes. like name on the inside. Somewhere. Oh really? I think maybe. That's cute. I have a couple of blouses right? that also have somebody's name on it. I'm like, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's like his- historical. It is. It just feels extra special than just getting some random thing. Yeah, you know. I love that. Little secondhand stories. Yeah, we love those. I'm trying to fill my closet up with more secondhand. Though it's almost like 50% secondhand at this point, which I was shocked about. And what, 50% made by you? (laughs) 30% like made by me and like... That's amazing. Yeah, a good amount. It's just like old fast fashion or whatever. But yeah, you know, we're working on it. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Um, Yeah. Okay, also going more into your imperfect environmentalism. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what drew me to you. In the first place, because, see, I followed Megan um, a long time ago, and she didn't know who I was. And one day, she learned who I was, and now we're besties. <laughs> That's how the story goes. Um, but anyway, I was a big fan. Um, still, I'm a big fan. But I just feel like I, when I got into the sustainability space, I also ended up following all the, like, you know, zero waste jar girlies. And, like, they're very inspirational. Like, oh, The totally. fact that people can even do that blows my mind. Yeah. But obviously, accessibility is a huge huge part of that and like me having grown up in the midwest there's nothing no bulk stores to go to not like i don't know it's like in la i can i honestly haven't been to the bulk store and i really need to go um i know i yeah i'm just scared of going by myself but (laughs) anyway we'll go um but even i think of like there's farmers markets every single day in la that i could go to all year round year round yeah i'm like that is such a blessing like in Indiana, we'd have a like once a week in the summer because that's the only time you can be outside. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the accessibility is just so crazy. Um, and I feel like you really put that into perspective for me when I started following you. Um, even just like on days where you're talking about just like literally not physically being able to get up and like make yourself food and like having to order something or little things like that that I feel like I also feel guilty about sometimes because I'm like, I could just cook something, but it's like, if I have my period and I'm dying of cramps, I don't want to get up slash I can't get up. Yeah. I'm going to order something and I'm not going to feel bad about the packaging it comes in. Because the priority at that point is feeding yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're really good about that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I was like forced to reckon with that a little bit. Right. Um, I think when I started my sustainable lifestyle journey, I was very much so a perfectionist. Yeah. And I was on social media at the time. I didn't show any of the plastic I used. Like, I'd go to the no. grocery store, take all the plastic out, take Me. a nice little, like, framed picture. Like, look at all this. Yeah. Like, I very much so was worried about the image of yeah. sustainability that I was putting forward. Um, and also just, like, personally dealing with a lot of perfection paralysis. Like, if I can't do this perfectly, what's the point? We are the same Why person. Why try? <laughs> <laughs> which is not the energy we <laughs> yeah. need to be bringing to the environmental movement the same way yeah with anything and so i you know was doing my best to do a lot of sustainable things i was living my 
most sustainable life. Mm -hmm. Like taking the metro to the bulk store with all my jars, uh, going to farmer's markets every day. Like composting in my freezer of my shared (laughs) fridge with my four roommates in college. That's dedication. Yeah. Like I was doing a lot of those things. Yeah. And then I was hit with a debilitating chronic illness. Yeah. Couldn't carry my groceries. Couldn't carry my little reusable tea cup. Mm -hmm. Like there were so many just basic life things that I couldn't do anymore. And so I was like, well... I feel like shit about things. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, I would love to feel better so I can do all these things that I was doing. But, like, am I a bad person? No. Because I can't... Am I a bad environmentalist? Right. Because I, like, physically can't carry groceries anymore. Right. And, like, have to get them delivered or have to drive half a mile to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, So there there was a lot of just, like, mental processing going on during that whole time i mean in addition to like feeling like shit every day for like two years (laughs) no i yeah um but the moment i started talking about that especially on tiktok yeah i think i was surprised by the response and how positive it was Mm -hmm. people were like oh i can like i can do that yeah or like i don't live in LA, but I live in Indiana. And like, we don't have farmer's markets. No, we don't. So like, (laughs) I choose the best options at the grocery store. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's going to be plastic. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be like, shipped from who knows where. But that's the best option that's available to me. Exactly. And so that I'm doing good. Right. And I, uh, it made me feel a lot better by sharing and being like, this is something I really care about and I can't do enough. Right. Enough. Yeah. That's all relative. No. But um, yeah. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, I didn't know that that's how you found me on yes. social media. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's, story. it's that kind of positivity and like everybody's welcome here instead of like, if you aren't yes. vegan and zero waste and plastic free, you aren't sustainable. You can't be part of this movement. Yeah. You aren't good enough. We don't need any more of that. No, that's what like scared me. I was like, I can't, I can't be vegan. I eat a lot of vegan meals and like, I'm not against it, but I'm like, I can't, I can't. be. It's a major lifestyle change. Yeah. And if you don't have the energy and the like mental capacity to really focus on making that change to your daily life and your daily habits, it's going to be exhausting and you're going to give up. Right. So it's better to just say, I'm going to eat a vegan meal a day. Right. Or I'm going to like, like you can cut down instead on Instead of buying meat this week, I'm going to buy tofu or right. like some kind of plant-based alternative. Yeah. It's so much more like sustainable in, it is. in life. Yeah, like yeah. sustainability shouldn't be something that takes 99.9% of your energy from the day right. and focus. It's about building habits that you as can an individual sustain. that you can sustain. Yeah. Which often means like doing one thing at a time. Right. And not like, oh, overnight, I'm going to become this eco-girly, zero-waste, yeah. like, vegan. It's not going to work. No. No, we've all tried. Like when yeah, I, we've all tried. Yeah, when I first moved out on my own, I was so excited because I was like, oh, I'm going to live by myself because my parents love them. They're not very sustainable, nor do they care about anything that much. They're doing a lot better now, but, like, you know. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah. Um, but I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to move out. I'm going to get all these, like 
fancy little cleaning products that are all sustainable. I'm going to do all these things, blah, blah, blah. But then I just like realized, A, it was getting expensive to do it personally because yeah. I had to sh like ship everything. It's not like I could go get that stuff in person. So that was kind of a lot. Yeah. And it was just like not super sustainable for me. And I was like feeling bad about it. And then I just like wouldn't show the things that like I or like I don't know things like bathroom cleaners. I have yet to find a good sustainable one. Yeah, I like, got the like the Clorox yeah, blue bleach, literally whatever, like, the classic yeah. stuff. I'm like, I can't not use it. But then you feel bad for even showing that you use it. I'm like, you know what? Like, what's the alternative? You're gonna have yeah, a dirty toilet. I know. I'm like, and, I like, don't want a, a dirty million toilet. different sustainable <laughs> options that you're trying, and literally. you're like, you're probably gonna make mustard gas accidentally <laughs> in your bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah, like. It's no things yeah it's yeah yeah it's a process it is a process it's just like unlearning the perfectionism around it i think also social media adds an interesting really yes. interesting layer to that yeah um especially tiktok i think people love mm -hmm. to like nitpick find holes in what oh you're saying God, or like yeah. but you said this two weeks ago or like right like it's a th 30 second one minute like max three minute video on the internet there's no way that you can fully say everything say everything and all the nuances and all the background of everything yeah um and i hope that as a society we stop jumping to conclusions in like the worst sense yeah. of the way like in the worst way and right. instead just like move forward with a little more empathy like instead of like oh my god is that plastic being like oh i like i noticed that plastic have you tried like this sustainable thing like right. even that just like shift in tone M makes a huge difference yeah is huge difference yeah yeah i get that too all the time i guess more on like the brand side of things even just like shipping fabrics when i was in india i still yeah. ship fabrics because i hate going to fashion Egypt. yeah um but I'm doing better about it. But anyway. Because <laughs> I drive you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Literally. Thank God for Megan. Um, But yeah, just things like people would be like, well, you're shipping fabrics. So that's a huge cost. Or like you do international shipping. Like that's not very like good for yeah. carbon image. I'm like, first of all, I've got carbon neutral shipping. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> but also, <laughs> but then people will even take that and be like, well, that doesn't like that doesn't just like cancel it out. Like it's still doing harm. I'm like. Girly pop, I'm trying. Yeah. Like, and like, just because somebody doesn't live in the US or just because they don't live in LA, mm -hmm. does that mean they don't deserve to have your clothes if they really want it? Right. I'm like, like, what if they don't have a super sustainable option locally to them? Exactly. Like, we live in a global economy mm -hmm. and a capitalist society. Like, we're, yeah. Things aren't going to change so drastically. Yeah. Um, so the best thing is to do it mindfully yes and offer the carbon neutral shipping and make your brand so that people are investing in these pieces and they're going to love them for a long time and they're really well made mm -hmm. with dead stock material like right it's not the like emissions olympics <laughs> i know seriously i feel like it always ends up being that even like i travel pretty often Mostly because I do have family in different countries and, like, I just grew up having to travel a bunch. Yeah. But I even feel guilty sometimes, like, posting a picture on a plane because I, I know one day somebody's going to say something about it. have yet to get that comment, but I just know one day it's going to happen. I feel like I've definitely gotten one of those. Well, because in college, yeah. 
I was in LA and my family was in New York. Yeah, it's you have to. I, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and all my siblings went to New York, like went to school in New York too. Yeah. So they were like a three hour drive from right. home, and I was like, yeah, six hour flight, literally, like, and all the time you spend in the airport. Yeah, um, like I, I wasn't gonna not see my family. Exactly. I'm still the same way. Like I'm not flying every weekend. No, I'm and when not. I go, I try to stay for a few weeks, right? So that it makes sense. But like maybe two years in college that I didn't go home for Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. I was like two weeks later was going to be home for Christmas. I was miserable. That's so sad. Like what, what's the like what's the point yeah. of like like the yeah. planes fly in there anyway. I know. It's a balance. It's about it a is. balance. Like there's a difference between the celebrities that are flying everywhere we're not going to name names. We're not going to name drop Miss T Swift on we're, that one. We're not because Natalia. Yeah, loves her. We're going to name drop the Kardashians if anything. Yeah, but <laughs> but like any kind of yeah, person that has that kind of travel accessible to them. Yes. That's insane. And they're doing it excessively and for like short distances that for don't short make distances, sense. Short like cuz they don't want to be stuck in traffic. Yeah, like, like in LA to Palm Springs, like LA to another part of LA, like it just yeah it's like i pick an airline that offsets the emissions right i fly direct because yeah. some article on the internet said that was better and i believe it, it makes sense like i i do yeah. what i can but i'm not gonna not see my family right i'm not gonna live in new york if it's gonna make me miserable yeah just yeah, because my family is there not gonna happen yeah now i feel that i love that um okay so for people that are wanting to go into the sustainability space slash starting that, where would you recommend like starting to like change mm. habits or like what were the first few things that like you thought were easier to implement, I guess? I think like I cannot stress this enough. Start small. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I agree. it might seem like you're doing the most trivial little thing, but like yeah. sustainable living as an individual is about making habits yes because again it could get really overwhelming if you're going to become vegan overnight and you're like not going to have any plastic like it's so many things for you to think about that you just give up yeah um so the first thing i started with was a reusable straw i was going to starbucks (laughs) twice a day on campus getting big drinks and this was at the height of the like save the turtles (laughs) yeah it's like oh my gosh i like I have to bring a straw everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. And for a while, it was like a struggle to remember a straw on my yeah. way out the door. And then I started putting it in my backpack, like a little case of them. Mm-hmm. So every time I go to Starbucks, be like, oh, I don't need a straw. Like, I and I would one. just have my reusable <laughs> straw. Um, and it, within a few weeks, it was like second nature. Like those straws just lived in my backpack. Yeah. And I had quite a few and it was something I always remembered to do. And it, then I could move on to the next thing, which was like a fork and a knife. I would always get food on campus. Did it still mm-hmm. come in a little plastic tub? Absolutely. But I would have my own fork. Like, I didn't need yeah. the little plastic fork, too. That's something. It's little things like that yeah. that allowed me to get to where I am today, where I compost and I like make my own iced tea concentrate and mm-hmm. bring my like big reusable cup around with me everywhere. Literally everywhere. I, everywhere. I can attest to that. Yeah. And like my... <laughs> My, it's it in is my bag over there. <laughs> Literally, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it sounds like you're starting with something really small, mm-hmm. but you need to build those habits and you need to start small. 
Yeah. So if you're going to start composting, put a little bin on like your kitchen counter. Right. When you're cooking food, if you see it there and it's like visible to you, you'll probably remember to put stuff in there. It's going to start to smell it eventually. (laughs) Yeah. But if that's what you need, like if you need to see it visually on your counter to be like, oh, yeah, I'm like cutting this vegetable. I'm going to put the little pit right in there. Like do it. And then once you're used to saving your little scraps for your compost pile, you can move it to your freezer so that it doesn't smell. But you mm-hmm. already are in the habit of being like, okay, yeah, I'm cutting my vegetables. I'm going to save all the stuff, like the right. skins and the pits. And I'm just going to put it in the freezer with the rest of my pile. But it's like, start small. I also think you should start with something that you use on a regular basis. So like mm-hmm. straws. I was going to Starbucks. Yeah, that makes sense for you. You don't go to Starbucks twice a day. No. Like It would probably wouldn't make sense for you to focus no. on that. Um, For you miss fashionista maybe like (laughs) washing your clothes in cold water hang drying your clothes mine is definitely clothing yeah if that's something that you do more often Mm -hmm. um or like if people go shopping all the time maybe like keeping a wish list and like really sticking to it or like writing down all the things that you added to your cart and then x out right and then the next day come back and just like reassess reassess yeah Learn how to sew a button back on. Like little little things. Skills like that. Or like if you um wash your hair every day, switch to a shampoo bar. Or yeah. like a bamboo toothbrush. It's an easy swap. Mm-hmm. It's something you change every few months. Right. Nothing crazy. If you're good. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to like, remember. It's just like it's a little thing. Like there are a yeah. lot of easy entry points mm-hmm. nowadays. Um but I, I also think, like, if you're doing something sustainable just because it's sustainable, you're not going to stick with it. Yeah. So starting with something that, like, fits into your daily life or something you're super fas- passionate about, like fashion, um, <laughs> start there. Yeah. Because then you'll be like, oh, I really care about my clothes. Oh, it's also sustainable to like air dry them. But that also means they're going to last longer. And that's good yeah. for you because you love fashion. Exactly. Um, I can get my iced tea every day and it like stays cold in my little yeah. insulated cup. Exactly. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Or like everything tastes better through a metal straw. It really does. It's different. <laughs> like <laughs> you find the little joys. Yeah. Um, And like it. I don't know. It has to be something that you care about. Yeah, I agree. I think. On the fashion front, obviously, we got to get into that. Um, I feel like you're the queen of, like, closet audits, cost per wear, stuff like that. And I feel like you've made me so conscious of that. <laughs> when I, like, moved to L.A., I downsized my closet so much because I was like, I obviously needed to downsize generally. Yeah. Um, but I really downsized so much. And I, like, had so many pieces that I was just like, I haven't worn this in years. Why am I still holding on to this or like it didn't fit properly but i was like oh, maybe one day i'll fix i'm not gonna fix it yeah i know i can i'm i have a pile of things that i'm gonna fix that i like thrifted that i'm like i just need it t- no. no yeah i'm not gonna know. happen i'm not gonna do that i'd rather make something from scratch than fix something up like don't ask me why but i literally hate it um but yeah now i've become so conscious of like every piece that i bring into my closet because i've like looked at everything that i had and i was like i have so many things i don't even reach for Mm -hmm. and now i have like no clothes it feels like but i love all the clothes that i have yeah but it's so much less than what i grew up having because i used to like i had way too many clothes yeah it was ridiculous and back then it was like you couldn't be caught dead wearing the same thing twice literally i 
this is, you know, just a little flex. But anyway, <laughs> I got nominated for best dress oh, as my senior superlative in high school. And did you was, win or I were did. you just nominated? Okay, good. Nominated and won. Which was shocking because I was not necessarily a cool kid in high school. So I was shocked people even knew who I was. But it was because I wore never was caught dead with the same outfit and people noticed that and also i would wear heels to school and you could hear my heels clicking everywhere <laughs> i was one would. of those people of like i would wear like these boots to high I, yeah anyway i was that person um but it's like that was like my thing like people knew that i never repeated an outfit and if i like was wearing sweats one day people would think i'd be like sick like it was to that level of like if natalia is not dressed up like something is wrong. wrong which like nowadays i like barely get dressed up i was like i don't know how i did that but i was like my image for so long that it took me so like a while to be like okay i can rewear things yeah like deconstruct that yeah like, like my jeans that i wear literally 24 7 that you literally called me out for the other well, day because i saw you two days in a row i was like oh, I I was wearing, yesterday. they were so cute literally wearing the same jeans same shoes i just switched out the top <laughs> that's like my uniform my boyish jeans and my like veja sneakers and then switch out the top yeah that's what i wear every day but i'm like i love it if it's great why would i switch it out yeah and now i like will post a million times like that cost per wear for that those jeans are probably like less than a cent want to know the cost per wear for these jeans that i'm wearing right yes, now? yes i actually do so i've only been calculating i did a like pretty intense closet audit in 2018 mm -hmm. um and then i didn't never looked at it ever again <laughs> until this year because i wanted to calculate the cost per wear yeah. all the stuff in my closet um so i only have one month worth of data right but these jeans let's see pull up my little spreadsheet i do have the yes. sheets app on my phone i love that for you also um you are selling that sheet yes i as am a downloadable yeah five dollars so um, slay. Uh, yeah there's two there's a lot of resources on my website actually yes um just gonna plug that I, you know. yeah i have a little ebook yes making she the does. most of what's in your closet a practical yes, guide does. to starting your slow fashion journey. <laughs> With the clothing you're already on yeah it's all about just like taking a deep look at your yes. closet what clothes you have walks you through the process of doing a closet audit taking all the items out of your closet literally like whether you add them to a spreadsheet mm -hmm. like me crazy excel girl or Love if you add them to like you take a picture of them there's some right. apps that do that um just like literally looking through every single item in your closet yeah quite the activity it is quite the activity yeah and i have tips for like if you're not sure what to get rid of like i also hold on to things for a really long time yeah me too i have a little clothing rack or like a little part of my closet now mm -hmm. where i'm like if i'm unsure about something i'll just put it back there okay. and in three months i'll like mm -hmm. put a little thing on my calendar like check the back of the closet oh. and i'll be like oh i forgot i had this yeah. yeah like i'm never gonna wear it yeah like it was out of sight out of mind literally like it, it can go yeah um so it's tip like that and then i have a really intense closet audit spreadsheet Love if that. you want to like go in and look at how many items are secondhand versus new there's like a whole dashboard yeah with that's literally what i did because i heard you talking about that i was like oh, i kind of curious yeah it was it, so fun well, to do I though love the data. yeah i, I, love I just the data love too. looking at that <laughs> me too um and love so them. what i did this year was make a closet audit one which basically the only difference is you need to have the or in you know, a cost per wear one mm -hmm. you need to know the cost of the clothing that you spend yeah which pro tip if you buy things online like on the apps right pop you can go in and like see your purchases what you spent yeah. um if you like search order confirmation in your email unless you delete all of those which i yeah. don't i just unread them yeah but um or mark them as red yeah 
but that will have all the information. Otherwise, do like a best approximate yeah, guess. Yeah, just like a guess. So I'm tracking all of my, all the outfits that I've worn. And today's February 1st. So yes. I have my first month done. That's exciting. What's it looking like? Uh, Let's see. I'm going to sort by the number of times I wore an item. Do you think those jeans are your most worn? No, actually, because I've been paying attention, very close attention <laughs> to um, what else was most worn. Uh. And it was a different pair of jeans, a different really? pair of Levi's that I also got secondhand. Love that. Okay, so let's see. My black ribcage straight jeans. Six times in a month. Thought it'd be more by now. I know. Well, my other jeans were 13 times. Oh, well, that that explains it. But I'm also trying, I'm tra like, I'm crazy like this. I'm tracking my shoes. I'm tracking if I As like sunglasses, accessories, like literally mm -hmm. sweatpants. Like if I change into sweatpants halfway through the day, I'm writing it down. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But yeah, there are a lot of things that I just wore once. Right. And then like the majority of my closet that I haven't touched at all. But yeah. there's a lot of items that I've worn five times in a month. Yeah. That's Easily. a lot. It's a lot. Comparatively to what we probably used to do oh, to back yeah. in the day. Well, yeah, I'm probably going to wear these tomorrow. Probably. Did I wear these yesterday? I don't remember. I can check. I don't know. <laughs> I only know your hairy outfit, which was not the jeans. Yeah, so I don't know what jeans. you wore before that. Yeah, but, but like, I, yeah. I think it's so cool to just... It's empowering, too. There's so much yeah. you can learn from documenting what outfits you right. wear. Like, when I was working at Vans mm -hmm. at the headquarters, I just would take a little silly mirror selfie every day <laughs> in the bathroom. First mm -hmm. thing I would do. Nobody ever walked in on me while I was doing That's that, funny. which it was always my <laughs> biggest fear, so it would be very quick. But I have, like, a hundred outfit photos or something to look back on from yeah. my time at Vans, and I'm like, I wear a jacket every single day. You are a jacket girly. I didn't know that until yeah. I looked at these pictures and was like, oh, maybe it's worth, like, investing in a nice denim jacket yeah. instead of like having three from the thrift store that i hate and take off midway through the day right but they're thrifted like no I'm, yeah. i can invest in a really nice one yeah that i'm gonna wear all the time yeah no it totally goes into personal style which is what i've noticed totally. too because you t like start to realize what you feel best in too like for your own body type and like what you feel most comfortable in like i've noticed i'm like a big pants little top kind of gal yeah very much so. I wear my leather jacket every single day of my life. It is falling apart. I really need a new one. But you but know like, that that's going to be a good purchase. Yeah, I know that yeah. if I get one, it's that's the one I'm going to wear. Like, I have denim jackets. I, have, I don't wear any other jacket. Yeah. If you ever see me in a jacket, it is only, <laughs> the only jacket. my leather jacket <laughs> that is literally falling apart. But I'm like, I just, that's what I feel best in. So I'm going to continuously wear that. Yeah. You know? And that, I love stuff like that because... Again, like back at the beginning of my fashion journey, not even my sustainable fashion journey, mm -hmm. but at the beginning when I started my blog, yeah. I was buying whatever was out on oh, display me too. at me too. the fast fashion stores. It was like, oh, this is on the front table. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, it. Yeah, you're coming home with me. Crazy graphic tee. Yeah. Like, no, I wear my like One Direction t-shirt. I have a closet full of t-shirts and I wear yeah. this one <laughs> all the time and I've had it since 2012. Yep. That's how it is. That's how it is. But yeah. It's, it's, I think it's empowering I think to so know too. like, oh, I, yeah, I don't need to buy 
no. whatever's trending or like even on TikTok. There's so mm-hmm. much of a like, oh my gosh, where did you get this? Here's the code. You can search on Zara. Like the, the yeah. product code. Like it don't kills need me to be doing that. It kills me. Yeah. Um, but when you know what your personal style is, like I know I wear high-waisted jeans yeah. and a jacket 99% of the time. <laughs> right. In the summer, high-waisted jean shorts or a little skirt. Yeah. It's also high-waisted. Like I, it's the same formula of things. Right. So I know if I see a long dress can be like that is so cute but not for me but i'm not gonna wear it like realistically i know that's not something i'm going to wear yeah which is a very empowering thing to be able to say because i feel like i used to see something on somebody be like that's so cute i need it right now immediate but then yeah but then like realizing you know what i'm never gonna wear that slash maybe i don't even like what that type of like thing looks like on like i love there's certain people that look really good in like low-rise jeans love seeing them i know damn well i will hate them on myself like my yeah, I know <laughs> I would my not, jeans up not ever wear yeah, them. Uh, but I'm like, I can just appreciate it and move on. And you can think that something is really cute. Like, mm-hmm. fashion is art. Yes, I it think is. We forget that a lot, Miss Fashion School Girly. Yes. Fashion is art. And yes, we forget that. Like, you can think that something is so beautiful right. or funky or stylish. It doesn't mean you have to no, have it. It's not for everyone. No. It's not made for everybody. And it's yeah. probably impossible for anything to be made to fit everybody which I think is also a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they assume everything can be for everybody, but that's just, just not how it is. And it shouldn't be like that because we're all too individual for something to yeah. fit all of us. No. And there's enough variety out there that we can find Yeah, things. Yeah, I think it's just separating the like, this is what society taught me that like right. is fashionable or like if I'm looking like all the other girls or this right. person on the internet looks so beautiful in this dress obviously i'm gonna look the same in it or like yeah. i have to be looking similar right which or is i just... need it to like get yeah. that feeling no no absolutely not absolutely not yeah that's a solid note to end on yeah i, I love that so. that was great yeah oh my gosh thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me I'm <laughs> so happy to have you um shout yourself out plug yourself I'll have all the links down below, obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, so my social media handle, this is another funny story. Yes. Activism. People never know what it is. It's like activism, like, yeah, being yeah. an activist. <laughs> but like a t-shirt in there. Because yeah, I care about fashion really and activism. So activism. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram. It's my handle on there. Soon you to know, be on YouTube. Soon to be on well, I exist on YouTube. Soon to be posting on YouTube. Soon to be posting on there YouTube. You go. Got it? Yeah. Um, my website, activism.com. All my resources are on there. Yes. Um, yeah. Slay. Slay. <laughs> I say that way too. I'm like really cautious to not say that on podcasts, but I can't not say it with you. <laughs> the amount of like your hair that's been tucked by your ears in this episode. I'm trying so hard to be professional, but, but Slay. this is how we are. <laughs> Slay. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, on that note, thank you guys for watching, listening, subscribe, follow all the things, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.